better. I'm sure we can give a resounding 2019 hallelujah. A resounding 2019 amen. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you. The name, the name of Jesus is greater and higher than only. Yeah. 
worship you. Lord Jesus, we enthrone you in this place. Have your way in our midst. That which you alone can do, come and do in all of our lives. Touch us in a special way. Reach us in that place where no man has ever been able to reach us. Every imagination, every high thing that exalts itself above the knowledge of your word, Lord, let them be cast down from us. Enthrone your word upon our hearts. Let our wills be lost in yours and be glorified in all of our lives. I receive grace from you, God. I receive unction from you, Father, to preach your word with boldness. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, we have worshipped. Praise the Lord. God bless you, choir. Praise the name of the living God. Amen. Good to see you all this morning. Last Sunday, we talked about something we believe should shape our 2019 as an attitude. And that attitude, simply put, is an attitude of thanksgiving, an attitude of gratitude. And we pointed out three major things that we know or we can know about having a heart of gratitude. And one of them is, number one, who can remind us? One of the things we can know about the, a heart of gratitude. Number one, you people don't go back to your notes. Number one is that Gratitude is a learned behavior. It is learned. Number two. Who said that? Number two, it takes effort to keep it. Number three. There is always a reason to be grateful. And we said one of the things also we can learn about ingratitude is that ingratitude is a learned behavior. It takes effort to keep it. And there will always be a reason to be ungrateful. Depending on what you are looking for, you will find Proverbs chapter 15. I think verse 15 was it. It was the scripture we used. Proverbs 15, 15. Can we look at it again? It's better in the NLT translation. I, if you can. 15 what? Proverbs 15, 15 to 17. Okay, it's taking it. Okay, it's there. For the despondent... Every day brings trouble. For the happy heart 
life is a continual feast. Go on. Better to have a little with the fear of the Lord than to have great treasures and inner turmoil. A bowl of vegetables with someone you love is better than stick with someone you hate. Church, 2019, go back to your notes. And that is part of what I want to talk about today. Eh? Because God has prepared so much for us in 2019. Hmm? There's greatness waiting for us in 2019. Why? Our future is greater than our past. Why? Because of who is in our future. And who is in your future? God is in your future. Praise the Lord. This is January 20. Is that not today's date? January 20, 2019. In about 11 months from now, 11 months and one or two weeks from now, hmm, we'll be in 2020. True or false? So let me ask you, where do you see yourself in the next one year? Where do you see yourself one year from now? On January 19, 2020, which will be exactly one year from now, and that will be a Sunday in January 2020. How do you see yourself? I know that people talk about a five-year plan, having a five-year plan. But I believe a lot can also be done in one year. And I have written a number of possibilities we can encounter in the next one year. A number of possibilities you and I, every one of us can encounter in the next one year. In one year from now, you could be attending two or three services in the Fountain of Living Waters. It's a possibility, is it not? And we are believing God to start one in March. Two services. As we go on, we'll let you know the details. In one year's time, you could be well on your way to being self-employed if you are either employed now or unemployed. In one year from now, you could be on your way to acquiring a degree or a second degree or a master's degree. I like the amen, but you soon understand it better. One year from now, you could be married for those who are single. Or not. One year from now, you could have your finances under control and be close to owning your own home. 
One year from now, you could have read 12 books if you read one book per month. And then you would have become 12 books smarter. Or in one year from now, you could beat your chest and say, I have read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. One year from now, you could have saved 365,000 naira. If you save 1,000 naira per day or 7,000 naira per week, at the end of one year, you would have saved 365,000 naira. I know it may not mean much. For those who can do more, they will do more. For those who can do less, they will do less. But at least you can stand at the end of one year and say, I'm 365,000 naira richer. In one year from now, you could be deeper in your walk with God. That you are leading a house fellowship or you are leading a Sunday school class in church. In one year from now, you could have won 12 souls to God. Winning one soul per month. Some may do more. Some may do a little less. Because the Bible says in Luke chapter 15 verse 7, that there is joy, there is celebration, there is a party going on in heaven with each soul that is won to God. With each sinner that comes to repentance. So you could activate a party in heaven every month. Now, let's look at the flip side of the coin. You can also look at it this other way. In one year from now, you could be going through divorce just because you neglected your marriage and chose to approach 2019 in the same way you approached 2018. No amen. <laughs> there shouldn't be an amen. <laughs> Interesting. In one year from now, you could be looking for another place to rent just the same way you are probably doing now. Why? Just because you have done nothing to change your financial situation. In one year from now, you could be caught up on every episode of home video. On television, or where else? What's, what is the latest home video now? No, no, not latest home video. Soap. You know, the last time I followed soap was when they were doing Mirror in the Sun. Old school. <laughs> uh, no, there's another one. Tony Tomato. Which one is that one? Super Story. Which one is on now? You are pretending. Which one is on now? Huh? Battleground. You could be caught up in watching Battleground. 
that all you discuss is, ah, by next week I'm sure that this is going to happen. And you end up not becoming any smarter or better. In one year from now, you could have incurred a lot of debts, probably just like you did in 2018. Owing, owing, and owing people. In one year from now, you could be saying, I am the same way I was in 2018. May that not be your portion. It's all up to us. It's all up to you. It's all up to me. It's all up to us how we want to handle the next one year. Whether we want to spend it, whether we want to waste it, or we want to invest it. Three things we can do. You spend it, waste it, or invest it. James chapter 1. You know, when I started talking about the flip side, the amen stopped. James chapter 1 verse 23. James chapter 1 verse 23. Can you put it on, on the NLT version? New Living Translation. James chapter 1 verse 23. I'll read to verse 25. Okay. Good. Are you with me? For if you listen to the word and don't obey, it is like glancing at your face in a mirror. Verse 24. You see yourself Walk away and forget what you look like. 25. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. God does not bless us for coming to church. God does not bless us for hearing the word. God only blesses us for doing what you have heard. So it is possible that in one year from now, a good number of us could still be on one spot because all we have done is to attend church hear messages upon messages but do nothing about it. Imagine the number of messages we have heard. Multiply them and see that a good number of us have what is called information overload but have done nothing. Not hearers, but what? Doers. It matters. It matters. That we know that it is not just wishing. 
or just praying. But what you are doing today, what I am doing today, could impact my tomorrow. It is important that we take an inventory of our lives. What has changed between last year and this year? Is it just eight that was removed and was replaced with nine? 2018. Take the eight away and put nine. 2019. And it is still business as usual. Am I always talking about what I want to do? But you are doing nothing about it. What have you learned in your 2018 experience? You see, the goodness of God is that he doesn't want any one of us to waste our experience. Whether the good experience or the bad experience, God never wants us to waste our experience. And that is why we themed this month thanking God for his enduring mercies. Because both the good and the bad that has happened to us ought to be for our good. If it is good, it encourages you to do better. If it is bad, you are to learn from it to become better. God uses our experience all for good. If we learn to apply what we have learned and let God have his way. In 2019, for instance, each one of us has got to determine what stays and what goes. We have got to determine who stays and who goes. There were some people in your 2018 that have no business being in your 2019. You've got to go. Thank you. She only got it. If we don't do this, church, if we don't do this, one year from now, we will be right where we are now, saying the same things. And that is not God's plan for us. God never said, I saved you just to maintain you. No. What he said is that I have saved you because I have plans for you. So, to honestly evaluate our lives is what we must do in this January in order for each one of us to live our best life. There's a lot that God plans for you and I that we have just, just probably scratched the surface. If I am living my best life and you are living your best life, what it means is that we are letting God lead. That's what it means. We are letting God lead in our lives. And if God leads in my life and he leads in your own life, what we will be doing will be impacting others. Yes. 
And if each one of us is impacting another person, it means that we are impacting the world and then we are making the world a better place to be. And perhaps you may not know it. Each time we are impacting the world, it is only because we are letting God lead in our lives. Because the best lives we can ever live can only be the life that God has chosen for you. And you may not know it. This is probably why in the redeemed Christian church of God, for some years now, we take every January and we give God the first of the year. We consecrate ourselves to him through what? Through prayer and fasting. That is why it has been happening for some years now. You give God the first of the year. And you, what you do is that you are asking him, since you created me in your own image, since you are the one who orders my footsteps, since you are the one who has determined what I was created to be, you are going to God to say, Lord, what do you want for me in 2019? Am I talking to somebody? Am I talking to somebody? That is the purpose of us coming to wait on God and to pray. And the name for it is called consecration. We consecrate our lives to God in prayer and what? In fasting. Mark my words. In prayer and in fasting. And here's what I know. Church, are you listening? When I start my day with God, my day usually goes better. How do I start my day with God? With prayer or with worship, prayer and meditation on his word, study of his word. I also know this. When I start my week with God, my week goes better. How do I start my week with God? Just what we are doing today. Sunday is the first day of the week, is it not? You started by coming to the house of God. When I start my week with God, my week goes better. And that is what all of us should do. You begin every week coming into fellowship with God. If I start my month and my year with God, the month or the year goes better. That is why I don't understand why people will wake up on a Sunday morning and they choose to go back to bed and sleep or drink bonvita and eat a loaf of bread and watch video. You have total disregard for the place of God in your life. 
just giving you a fatherly, friendly, brotherly advice for 2019. Am I talking to somebody? Am I talking to somebody? I don't know what the year holds for me. I don't know what the year holds for you. I don't know what the year holds for all of us. I don't know where we will be by January 19 or January 20, 2020. I don't know. But I know this. That if we give God the first, he will bless the rest. If I give God the beginning of my day, he will bless the rest of my day. If I give God the beginning of my week, he will bless the rest of my week. If I God, give God the beginning of the month, he will bless the rest of my month. And likewise, if I give God the beginning of my year, he will bless the rest of my year. That is what I know. How he will do it, the quantum of his blessings, I do not know. But I know he will surely bless it. And that is why I want to encourage you this morning. In this year, 2019, don't be a spectator. Don't be an onlooker. Don't be an admirer of those who are making progress. Be a co-traveler. Be a participant. Be a doer. And that is why I pray for you this morning that the anointing of ease will come upon you. In the name of Jesus. The things that in 2018 were difficult for you, you will do them with ease this year. Serving God will be easy for you. How many of you know it's the devil? It's the devil that sits upon you that on a Sunday morning, you choose to sit down rather than be in fellowship. It is good for brethren to dwell together in fellowship, God says. How? We don't know what we are missing. We don't know the harm we are doing to our destinies. Not imbibing and taking the word of God. Every year as a pastor, people come to me with the same challenges and problems. And I could see that they have not grown from where they were last year. Why? Because they have rejected the word of God. How do you reject the word of God? Not listening to the word. Because you can only do what you know. People are celebrating ignorance. The fact that they don't know is celebrated. Be a participant this year. The Bible says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Join in prayers. Join in fellowship. Join in meetings. Join in doing. 
church. Can I say this to us? To whom much is given, much is expected. Fountain of living waters. There's hardly anything that you need to know about the gospel that you have not heard. In churches where all they do is dance, jump, and celebrate, and they leave church not getting anything, God may not judge you the same way he will judge them. Because everything you need to hear, you have heard, or you are not doing. The most powerful thing anyone can do is the things you do by revelation. By revelation. The things that God reveals to you to do and you do them, it is guaranteed to produce results. And revelation comes through divine ideas through divine inspiration. And divine inspiration comes through what? Prayers and fasting. Prayers and what? Fasting. Jesus himself said that there are some things that cannot happen except by prayer and fasting. Some things. Jesus the one who created the heavens and the earth, uttered it with his mouth that look, oh, look, no matter how much you wish it, there are certain things that cannot happen except through prayer and fasting. I don't need to be a prophet to know that even in this fast that has been called, a good number of us every morning are looking forward to what we will eat. Whenever you fast, you pray. Whenever you fast, you do what? Very important. Fasting without praying. He's embarking on a hunger strike. No matter the volume of your prayers, no matter how weak your prayers may seem, but trust me, when you are fasting, and those words, you are muttering them, it's not by the decibel, by the, what word would I use for decibel? The the, the, the sound, the volume it is the spiritual impact it is making so the devil sometimes whispers to us look at your prayer is not even loud no it is not loud because physically you are weak but spiritually there is impact if you can make it loud or well and good somebody hearing me this morning Fasting is not something you do in order to appear spiritual. 
that is what hypocrites do. When they fast, they wear rumpled clothes. They don't comb their hairs. So that when people see them, they say, ah, what's wrong with you? I'm fasting. I'm waiting on the Lord. Jesus himself addressed this in Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6, verse 16. Matthew 6, verse 16. Matthew 6, verse 16. You know, this is not my normal... I would have gone to it myself, but because I didn't have much time to put these things together. He says, Jesus, and when you fast, don't... No, first, first of all, let's begin first. And when, not if, not if, when you fast, what does that mean? It's not a matter of choice. He says, and when, not and if you fast, and when you fast. Don't make it obvious. As the what? Hypocrites do. For they try to look miserable and disheveled. So people will admire them for their fasting. I tell you the truth. That is the only reward they will ever get. I told you of a friend in Freedom Hall. Every morning he would thank me. I did three hours this morning. Three hours. Three hours. You want men to admire you. Oh, he's a spiritual brother. He said, you get your reward from the men. When you fast, comb your hair. If you're a woman that makes up, make up. And may I add, brush your teeth. Look good. People don't need to know. Because it is between you and who? God. So fasting is not what you do to appear spiritual. Private fasting produces public reward. Fasting is getting your flesh under control and letting your spirit lead the way. That is why we fast. To put your flesh under what? Control. Put it under subjection. Put it under dominion. For you to be able to tell your flesh, this is what I want you to do. Fasting is not a form of sorry? Penance. Penance. It's not, it's not something you do to earn the grace of God. That's not what fasting is all about. Why? Because God's grace covers our sins. Yes. God's grace covers our sins. You purge yourself of wrongdoing. That is how our sins are forgiven, not by fasting. Let's look at 1 John 1 9. 1 John 1 9. 
1 John 1 9. But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. That is how sins are forgiven. Confession. Confess to God and confess to man. If you have grieved somebody, go to the person, I did this thing. Forgive me. Your sins will be forgiven. Not by fasting. Some would rather not do this, but will go and fast. Fasting is not a way to manipulate God to get what you want from him. It's not a way to manipulate God for you to make God do what you want him to do. That's not why we fast. Is somebody hearing me this morning? If that were the case, you would be like a child that holds his breath until the parents do what he wants the parents to do. Do you understand? That's manipulation. You don't correct yourself. You don't do the right things, but you go into fasting to turn God's hands. God is not moved by that. He's not moved. No, child. <laughs> Mommy, I, 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 want, I want chocolate biscuit. If you don't give me, I will hold my breath. If you come from the kind of house I came from, you hold your breath and you just pass on. If the dead have a way of hearing, they will just be tapping you. You shouldn't have done that now. Eh? You shouldn't hold your breath like that next time. Next world you come, don't do that. Because if hunger, if hunger is what draws God to us, church, the place we would have the greatest revival is in the regions where there is starvation, where people are hungry. But it's not the hunger. It's not the hunger. Is somebody listening? Fasting does not control God. Fasting gets you under control. That's what it does. Fasting teaches discipline. It teaches us that physical obedience brings spiritual breakthroughs. That's what fasting teaches us. Are we together? Are you getting this point? Because there's a misconception about fasting. Fasting does not get God to become more powerful. Because God is omnipotent. Oh, when I fast, God's power will, fuel will come into God's hands to be able to do. It's a lie. That's not what it does for us. He's already powerful. All powerful God. That's how the Bible refers to him. But what fasting does, do you know what it does? It gets every obstacle it gets every distraction out of the way for you to become suddenly more aware of his presence. That's what he does for us. Not because 
Fasting makes God become more present, but it makes you become more aware, more sensitive to his presence. God becomes more real to you. How many people can give such a testimony that as I was reading the Bible yesterday, I felt God, God became real. That's what fasting does. Why? Because you have made him first in your life. That is why we fast. When you make him first, the rest becomes better. How many of us here want to live a better life in 2019 than we lived in 2018? Make God first. Make God first. Joshua chapter 1. If you will meditate upon this word, upon the book of the law, if you will spend time with God, then what happens? You will have good success. There's a church sign that reads, feel far from God, guess who moved? You don't get the joke. Feel far from God, guess who moved? Who moved? You moved. God does not move. He's constant. He doesn't move. If you are feeling far from God, you are the one who has strayed. You are the one who has drifted. And that is why I am encouraging us this morning. This Sunday, don't do things the way you did them last year. If you want something different, do something different. Not just do something different. Practice the word of God. Everything we need, everything we need for success is inside here. Our problem is that we fail to heed it. Not every one of us will read it and understand because it comes by levels. It comes by consecration. It comes by the amount of time you have spent with God. But if you can't get it yourself, come to where it will be broken down for you so that you can do it. You run away from church. Run away from Sunday school. Run away from Bible study. Run away from prayer meeting. And you wonder why life remains the same. You want where you will dance and dance your destiny away. Productive fasting is giving up something temporarily in order to do what? Give attention to God. I hear people say, Pastor, I can't fast. A lie of the devil. 
Pastor, I can't fast. You can. Number one, the Bible says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Jesus himself said, when you fast, he knows that the doctor may have said to you, take your medication, oh, you must eat food when you take it. He said, when? So let me tell you how you can fast. Fasting is what I said just now. It's giving up something temporarily in order, what, to give full attention to God. So if you cannot do without food, there must be something you can give up. So if you have to take that medication and eat to be able to take that medication, don't eat to be filled. Don't eat to the point where after eating you'll be betting. No. Reduce the quantity. That is a fast. Because oftentimes what you need for medicine, doctors will tell you, is just a little food so that the medicine can work. True or false? As you eat that food, eat it without chicken or meat. You are giving up something. There must be something you can give up to God to put the flesh under for your spirit to come up. So don't say I cannot. You cannot because you are not willing. And they say that the biggest, the greatest, and the best definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expect a different result. Where do you see yourself one year from now? It will not come by wishing. It oftentimes will not even come by praying. It will come by a combination of wishing, which is dreaming, praying, and then what? Doing. I want to see all of us better in one year from now. I want us to gather here January 19, 2020, and the whole church is lining up to say, this is where I was. This is where I am now. Give up those destructive habits. Excessive TV. Excessive food. Excessive pleasure. Give them up. You can't treat God with a lackadaisical attitude an indifferent attitude and expect God to treat you with seriousness. Will it be a fair God? We put service at 9 o'clock. Somebody is here by 8.30 or 8 o'clock waiting for God, not God waiting for you. Then you come to church by 11 o'clock. Can God answer the two of you the same way? If you were God, will you do that? I'm asking you, Remember the Bible says he created us in his own image. Your employer in the office, one person comes to work 8 o'clock in the morning, comes regularly. Another one is strolling in by 11 o'clock and does the assignment halfway. Will you compensate them equally? Sometimes we have the answers, but the devil denies us of the ability to correct them. 
and may that that bondage be broken in this year 2019 in the name of Jesus I command you to be loosed in the name of Jesus I pray that the anointing of ease to do the will of God will rest upon you the Bible says that by reason of the anointing every yoke shall be destroyed every yoke upon your shoulders upon your neck upon your life upon all of us that is causing us and holding us back from being who God created us to be this morning I command them broken in the name of Jesus I lose you into your destiny I lose you into the liberty of God go and become what God has created you to be in Jesus name Amen If you are here and you have not surrendered your life to Jesus, I just want you to quickly wave your hand at me. Just wave it at me. Wave it at me. You have not surrendered your life to Jesus. Okay, the rest of us, let's pray one prayer. Stand on your feet. Father, cause your grace for ease to rest upon my life rest upon me talk to God don't overlook me in this year 2019 cause your grace to rest upon me grace for ease cause it to rest upon me oh God let it rest upon me grace to do grace to do grace not just to be a hearer but grace to be a doer cause it to rest upon me oh God cause it oh Lord to rest upon me in the name of Jesus in the mighty name of Jesus, I receive grace to do better. I receive grace to be better. I receive grace to soar this year. I receive grace to walk in your grace. In the name of Jesus, I receive grace to be who you have created me to be. I receive grace for advancement. In the name of Jesus, I receive the grace this morning. I receive it, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Father, we bless you. Father, we worship you. And so shall it be. In Jesus' name we have prayed.